Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. My brother, my brother, how you been, man? Bro, I've been good, dog. Just, just chilling, man, trying to make it to the end of 2020, man. What about you? I know, same here. I'm not going to lie, my end of the year has been a little bit more rockier than I would expect it to be. The boat is shaking, I mean. The boat is shaking, but you know, I think today is going to be a great episode, not only for our listeners, but for me personally, because we got some great professionals coming on that can help us discuss wellness. And we're going to get into that at a later time. But for now, I think we got to keep that same tradition like we always do and crack the episode over with a prayer. I guess it's on me, right? You took it last yes, time? Sir. Cool, cool. So Father, in Jesus' name, um, Lord, we just want to thank you for... Um, this day, um, we thank you for this moment, um, and we thank you for the grace that has brought us this far. Uh, we pray, Lord, that even as we go into this conversation, um, that you yourself would help us and speak through us, as, as well as speak through our guest in Jesus' name. Uh, we pray that the Holy Amen. Spirit gives us wisdom for this conversation, um, and we just pray for those that hear this this um, this episode. We pray that they're encouraged mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for what you're going to do. And we thank you because you're worthy of praise. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So what's new? What's been going on with you? Bruh, I'm just just cooling at work, man. You know how it is. I've been working from home since since March. So I'm just trying to just just do these last few weeks and just get on with the new year, man. What about you? Bro, I'm getting ready for my traveling to Nigeria. You know, the it, it's not gonna be <laughs> Detsy December or you know, any type of crazy situation like that. I'm going to attend a wedding, a family wedding, and I'm also just going to just get in contact with some people on my dad's side that I haven't spoken to since I was like super young. And actually speaking of this, I need to get my phone because mom, she just touched down <laughs> and she texted me and I didn't text her back and I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. So let me go give her a text real quick. Oh, this guy, uh, while, while, he's, while he's handling that. No, no, it's 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 major, bro. Like oh. you understand, like if your mom just touched down in Abuja, it's like, oh, I'm home. You have to, okay, well, oh, thank God. I'm here. I'm here. Excla yeah, exclamation marks. But no, like I said earlier, I'm I'm going through some things because I had expectations for my year, and we're in December, and it's now that you're looking back at these expectations, you're saying, okay, I don't have any more time to make this happen. So I'm kind of disappointed in some things because I expected myself to be in a different area. But um, with disappointment, I think there's also opportunity. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at 2021 and I'm saying, okay, how can I be better? What can I cut out? So it's, a, it's an interesting time for me, bro. I definitely feel like, uh, like me personally, for like a lot of people, next year's going to be like a major comeback year for a lot of people. I think if anything, this year taught us that we don't have any time to waste with, with anything because that junk can be taken at, at any minute, right? Whether it's something as simple as like, you know, spending time with your family or reconciling with family members, taking care of your mental health, your spiritual health, you know what I'm saying? Getting your money right, whatever, like whatever it is, right? Like, like you just gotta be serious about it, you know what I'm saying? So, so you're telling me I'm wasting time basically. Nah, bro. It's okay, this so guy. Let, let, let me know waste any Come more on, time. Bro. You can go ahead and introduce our guests that we have. Cool, cool. So we have two wonderful guests um, today on the podcast. Um, these are actually, two very um, special and important people to uh, not just the podcast, but also to my personal my personal life. So uh, I'm actually gonna start with um, our wonderful sister and supporter of the podcast, um, Becca. Uh, just some uh, a few things about her. She's a, a life coach, 
Um, she's also, like I said, an avid listener of the podcast. She's also my big sister. Um, funny, funny story. Um, before I, I became a serious Christian, Becca was one of those people that was on my neck about going to church <laughs> and coming come to things. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was like prayer meeting or a worship, worship uh, stuff. Me, I, I'm, I'm hard headed, right? But she was still very patient with me, you know? And so she's just somebody that, that we appreciate. So we just want to welcome Becca to the podcast. Welcome to Urban Theology. Thank y'all so much for having me. Glad to be here. That's an yes. honor. It's yes, our it honor. Is. And, you know, I don't have the relationship that you have, Raheem, but we don't get paid for this podcast. So for me, I, I appreciate all the support that I see. And it's been plenty of times that I've seen support from you. So I'm, I'm, I feel indebted to you because you keep me going in terms of, hey, let's continue to do episodes for the podcast. That is so dope to hear. Honestly, y'all's content is amazing. I love all the conversations. There are very few podcasts that can keep my attention for longer than 20 minutes. And you guys for like 40 minutes, like I'm going in. I even listen to you guys on my bike ride. So like, that's how dope the content is. So I, it's like the type of type of thing that, listen to that, wow. that gives you the same vibe as music. So I appreciate what y'all are doing. Definitely don't stop doing what you're doing. And I'm always be a supporter. Nice, oh, nice. man, the real MVP. By the way, shout out black women, like Becca. Y'all the real MVPs, <laughs> yes, so. man. Yes, so. So, um, so our second guest, man, this is a brother of mine from, from college. Uh, this guy has seen me when I was an unserious uh, <laughs> human being, but you know, he, he, he just, he stuck with me, rode with me, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a licensed therapist. He, personally, to me, he's the funniest person I know. Shout out your favorite IG comedian. I think he's funnier than them. That's just my personal <laughs> thing. But um, yeah, he's an author as well. He's an author, a licensed therapist. Uh, he's, a, he's a father and just an overall dope brother. We just want to welcome our, our good brother, Femi, to the Urban Theology Podcast. Hey, hey Raheem, man. I, I, I don't even think I'm deserving of all those accolades, brother. You know, soak it up, man. Soak you it know, up. Y'all yeah, 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 like the nicest group of brothers I've ever you know, encountered. And that's, that's refreshing and that's a blessing, man. Y'all even making me blush, man. <laughs> so thank you guys for having me. I'm, it's, a, it's an honor to be on your platform. And, you know, I, 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 I'm glad I got to be on there with, with Queen Beck. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to, you know, just chopping it up with you guys. Nice. So, you know, I, I want to kind of jump into this. And I, I just want to ask both of you, if you can just tell us what God has done for you this year. Wow. Yeah. That's a big question. Let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> That's Becky, a big question. Becky, you want to start a song? I will gladly start y'all off. What has God done? How I mean, like, how transparent y'all want me to be? No, just real talk. Like, God really showed me myself this year. And I feel like I've become so much more aligned with myself than I ever have been before. And that's been by me aligning completely with him. Like, so this has been a big year of surrender. And in that surrender, like God has really just like put me on the path that is just so clear and makes so much sense. So I'm just really happy about the clarity that I have from this year. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. How do I follow that? Um, I, honestly, real talk, um, you know, when, when you hear like, you know, peace is still, or, you know, that's it for phrases. I just feel like this year, God just showed me that um, he, he will never forget his children, no matter 
if even if you go to, to the deep end sometimes you know he, he's our creator man um and he created every single one of us so for me 2020 as tumultuous as as it's been like even for me i i hate i hate um you know just talking about the things that has done for me just because of all the tragedies that has transpired this year but I feel like God has done it all for me. And this year has been a year of redemption. And he's lifted me to, uh, in areas that I wasn't even anticipating. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Man, that's awesome, man. We appreciate y'all both for, for sharing that, man, sharing uh, those those testimonies. Because like, like this year, like we said, it's been, it's been rough for a lot of people. So I'm just hearing both of y'all share that. It's just like, man, encouraging. And it's not even to like, to like brag or boast, but it's like generally to give people hope, right? Cause like, that's what, if anything, like that's what people are looking for the most, especially with this year, we see like the way people looked at the election for hope, people are looking at money for hope, people are just, you know, just struggling. So man, we appreciate, you know, both y'all, both y'all sharing that, so. And I think we gotta, we should share our own, you know. <laughs> so I, 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 guess, I guess I'll go first, man. Um, just for like me personally, um, like I've talked to, to Femi offline about this, just for like me personally, but this has been a year where kind of like, I've started the process towards restoration, right? And like going to therapy, um, that's kind of one of the things God kind of like nudged me to, to kind of get myself right. And to also just kind of like really take my mental health seriously, right? Cause I feel like it's a buzzword. People just throw it around like mental health, mental health, but like not, nah, especially like as a, as a black man, a man of faith, like really like sitting down and having to look in, in the mirror, right? And just like looking at myself and being like, you know what, these are things that have hurt me and for like a long time and God, like I'm willing and ready enough to like look those things in the face and like start actually like working on them and like taking them head on and like not being scared, scared of them and like starting that process towards restoration. So that's kind of what God has been doing in me and kind of doing for me personally this year and just, I'm, I'm more hopeful, I would say, going into 2021 that I've been hopeful in like a lot of years. But what about you? Yeah, God is good. God is good. Uh, what about me? Honestly, I would say just this podcast. You know, I think we started Urban Theology this year and I didn't know about this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting next to this guy, but I was like, is he going to be consistent? Is he going to, you know, really show up? But it's like a lot of listeners might think, you know, we're helping them so much, but I, I think, you know, the listeners and also some of our guests are helping me so much. Like, it's been refreshing to know that I'm doing something that is not about getting more followers, that's not about getting more money, that's not about, you know, anything artificial. It's just like, I just want to talk about God. So it's been really, it's, it's been a blessing to me. I, I look at that as, you know, one of the bright spots of my 2020. Man, that's, that's awesome, bro, man. Praise hey, God for that, man. Hey, thank God, man. So, so kind of with that, man, we're now just going to segue into the first question that we that we have for y'all. So um, either of y'all can kind of take this one first. So the first question uh, that we have for y'all is, how do y'all define wellness? Like, what does wellness look like to you? So I feel like Femi's going to let me go first all the time because he's such a gentleman. So I'll just go ahead and take the stage. I, I, I mean, you know, if do I yes. have permission to be interjecting? All right. Thank you, Femi. He's always so kind. So for me, wellness is being 
well. And by being well, I mean, in all areas, I feel like sometimes we associate wellness only with the physical, but so many other areas of our lives that impact the physical, but they also are, you know, um, they define our wellness. And so wellness for me is balance, being able to have balance in all those areas so that you are well in all of those areas. And the way that I know that I'm well um, or not well is through my anxiety. So if I find myself having shortness of breath, because that's how my anxiety shows up for me, I know that I'm moving into that zone where I'm doing more than what I've, I should be, or I'm kind of out of alignment with what God is calling me to do. And I need to either sit down, rest, catch my breath, um, reroute, or you know, kind of do whatever I need to so that I can remain in that space of wellness. And that that's crazy that you said that, like, you know, when you have, I guess, that shortness of breath, uh, you get notified because I almost think it's like you're fortunate to have that telltale sign because sometimes people don't get that and they just continue to move about like, hey, nothing is wrong until they crash rock bottom, you know, at least in your case. And, you know, I'm, I, I also want to be empathetic. I, I don't want to lose my breath or anything like that, but it, it sounds to me like, hey, that's kind of cool that you have such a glaring sign that, that happens to you. I think we actually all do. I think anxiety shows up for us in a physical way. It's really about how attentive you are to your body. For a long time, I, I paid no attention to it. I just associated it with my childhood history of asthma. But when it wasn't going away and when an inhaler wasn't doing the job, I went to the doctor and they said that there's actual, um, that that's actually anxiety, a form of anxiety. It's when they looked at the x-ray, they saw like the tension in the muscles and stuff like that. So when we really tune into ourselves, like our body will communicate to us, it shows up differently for a lot of people. I've worked with clients where it shows up in their stomach. Some people it shows up with like constriction in your chest, but because we're constantly moving and we've learned to adapt and just be in survival mode, we, we're so used to those feelings, we don't associate it with anything. So I think that if everyone kind of like really pauses and gets in tune, before you get to that panic attack phase, figure out like what's your sort of alarm system. And for me, it is the shortness of breath. And that's, that's actually really big because like you said, a lot of times we ignore our body. We yeah. ignore the signs till it's too late and having like a panic attack. And you know what I'm saying? That's when things are failing, you know what I'm saying? And look, I, I, I know Becca says some people it's in your stomach, but she's not saying go out and feed yourself <laughs> to get big. And now it's like, okay, hey, it's, it's, I'm stress eating. You know, you still have to make sure you're doing things in a healthy way, you know? Yeah. So, so Femi, what about you, man? How would you define wellness? And first and foremost, I, I just want to apologize to the, to the listeners in case my, uh, you know, my, my audio is not as crisp as everybody else. Please, I apologize. Um, but in terms of wellness, uh, honestly, I think wellness is uh, similar to what Becca said. It's kind of just experiencing good um, health and, and being in a healthy state, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual. I mean, we're all on our urban theology and, you know, sometimes we might be in a spiritual funk, right? And then you know what you feel like or what you look like or what you act like when you are in a, in a you know, in a better state of wellness spiritually. And it's, you know, it's the same for uh, other aspects of life. You can be in a, uh, a well financial state and then you can be in a, oh, 
not so well financially safe. So I think the state of wellness is not just one thing, right? Uh, a lot of times we normally just think of just the mental, but it's it's a combination of different areas and where we stand, you know, in those areas. So is being well a concrete thing? Like if I tell you I'm well, should you assume that, okay, he's well financially, he's well this, he's well that, or is it just a, a construct of the person? Like, can I be well if, or do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you need yeah. Right. So you you can you can be well um, mentally, but maybe physically you're not well. You know, somebody can maybe have a terminal illness. Um, however, they, the way they are approaching it is, you know what? Um, I'm a man of faith. God is going to help me pull through. Uh, uh, I'm blessed to have these doctors. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're not stressing about it, but physically they're not in the best of shape. Uh, you can be broke uh, and you're like, man, I'm going to my uh, my prayer closet. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like your bank account is saying something else. You know, so you can you can be well in one area, but not every area. And maybe you can also be well in all areas. And you know that should be the goal, right? But that's not always the case. It's a really good question. It's ultimately asking: Is it is wellness subjective or objective? Yep. And I believe that someone can feel well. Actually, let me let me backtrack. How you define wellness can be up to you, because you might have a priority in fitness, but someone else might have a priority in emotional wellness. So you can, you can place your priorities in different places and someone can look at you and feel like you're not well, but you're well. Like there are people who maybe on the outside might look unwell. Um, Lizzo is a great advocate of this. She talks about how like she has um, physical goals. She's healthy. She's always been healthy about um, her kind of activity, but she might on the outside look to people like she's obese and like that she has like all these problems. And so that's an example of how she's well, she's living her life, she's well in so many areas financially, you know, being one of them. And so outwardly somebody else might feel differently. So I think that you can define what wellness is for you. I just think that we should all, you know, strive to um, be well in a high standard in all areas and not settle for less but really be true about what's wellness for you and then live up to that. And you know, I wonder if they have like wellness languages, like they have love languages, you know, because no, <laughs> sorry, it, it would be nice to know, okay, hey, what's your, how, how do you like to be well versus how I like to be well? So, Listen, you might be coining something. You might want to trademark that ASAP because that yeah, sounds like that could make you some money. Exactly. I don't think I've ever heard that before, bro. So you might want to go do that ASAP. All right, if so you don't, I will. <laughs> if, if, if this episode is postponed it's because I'm, I'm holding out in no so actually i actually wanted to kind of swing this uh swing this to y'all and just kind of i want to get y'all take on this and, and by the way i love everything y'all have been saying so far right and i think i think this year has been a year right that a lot of us have been forced to drop the facade and the and the scenarios right Right, because you know, in, under normal circumstances, when people ask, me, "How are you doing?" Bro, I'm straight, bro. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Or sis, I'm okay. I'm good. Right? There's this this wall 
that is that is up, right? So if someone were to ask you, like today, how are you doing, right? Or how how are you? How would you answer it today? How would you answer it? Y'all are asking good questions. So I'm gonna be all the way real. If you had asked me a week ago, I would have said I am not okay. And that is what we're talking about, right? Like we've experienced a lot of grief this year. Like by June, everybody was tired. So imagine, you know, all the grief from the, just the, the road to the election, the race issues and the politics and the ignorance. And then a very personal experience that I've had recently, um, just surrounding the safety of my home that now took me into an even deeper space of like pain and grief and like disappointment, trying to figure out what to do next, feeling like, you know, the trauma never stops. So last week, nah, I was down and I was telling everybody, honestly, like if they called me like, hey, this is what I'm going through, like pray for me. So this year has really taught me to be real because the reality is like everybody's just one tragedy away from whatever. And you never know, like, um, like physically, I feel like we've all taken on more trauma than like we are even built to like take on in one year. So it's just so important that we are one checking on one another. And I was like, I made sure to reach out to friends and say, hey, this is what happened. I'm not okay. So like make, and so they made sure to check up on me and I needed those things. I needed people to check in on me today. I thank God that a week later through me, like um, really connecting with resources and connecting with people and applying it. And then also I've like cleared my calendar because that's be a really important thing is when you're going through grief, giving yourself space. Sometimes we just snap back into the routine or we'll just like keep going because we're still in survival mode or we're thinking about, well, how am I gonna keep everything else together if I don't, you know, keep going? But I was like, nah, I gotta stop. And I have to trust God in that space that he's gonna, you know, take care of everything. And he has been. And so that's why I'm so good is because one, he's like completely restored my joy, which is like amazing to me because I did not believe that I would be able to one, be sitting right here just like, you know, without my heart racing. Like that's the type of like PTSD type of trauma that I was dealing with. And so I'm just, I'm good today. So thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy for that. Thank I'm you for sharing, that. man. Yeah. Like, we appreciate it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Becca, I, I want to say I'm thankful that you are feeling great. Uh, I didn't get a call. Uh, call text I, oh, I got to hit you up and let you know. <laughs> I, I was going to tell you last night when we chatted, but it, I'm it, trying to distance myself from it. So when I'm ready, I'll tell no, no, I, I'm just messing with you. Um, when people ask me how I am, I guess I want to say 98% of the time I'm normally good. And I mean that honestly, because I mean, I, I'm about to say something corny. Uh, don't judge me, guys. Um, but you got to know this, um, the John Legend song, Ordinary People. Yeah. Yep. Like, if you truly honestly think about what he's saying, like, He's just saying, like, yo, everybody, no matter who we are, no matter socioeconomic status, whatever, we're literally just ordinary people. But, of course, in society, <clears throat> we don't always view ourselves through those lens. But for me, um, at a young age, I've always kind of understood that concept. So even when I, um, you know, encounter certain roadblocks and challenges, I've always learned to stop. I love, one of the things that I do is I, I, I'm a pause, I'm a take a nap, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I would tap into all those things that will allow me to say, okay, yes, I'm going through this, but it's okay. Um, trouble days don't last always. 
there will be tomorrow will come all those corny phrases or whatever right the 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 sun will shine tomorrow whatever and i allow myself to feel whatever it is that whatever that moment or that um encounter whatever negativity or whatever it is i allow myself to feel it and i kind of um just encourage myself and say hey you know it could be worse you know but there there are ways to go about you know navigating through this situation so that's how i am like i said 98 percent of the time but of course i'm human and there are those other times where it just seems like man this i don't know this this one is overwhelming you know i'm i'm gonna need prayer from all of aunties in the village you know what i'm saying like the whole church every you know I've, I've had those experiences as well, um, but we're all here now. 2020, like I said, it's been a tumultuous year, and we're in December, man. Uh, and it's, like I said, if you ask me now, I would say I'm, I'm doing great, but I'm grateful uh, to God. Man, we really love y'all, y'all transparency, because yeah. like, this for me personally too, to kind of piggyback off of y'all, I've had some days that I've, that I've been rough, like everyone has vices and, and challenges and things that they wrestle with. I've had days where I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. And I would tell my girlfriend the next day, like, hey, I'm just, I'm struggling right now. Like, this is how I'm feeling. I even told my therapist, like, bro, these last two weeks were trash. They were doo-doo. Like, I just, <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't have it, right? And, and, and even God has let me know, like, in this year, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to not be okay, right? Because in my not being okay, there's opportunities for one, for him to help me get back to being okay, yeah. right? And I also have the room to lean on my inner yeah. circle, right? Between, you know, between y'all, my girlfriend, family, him, my therapist. Like I have that room to lean on God as well as the infrastructure that he's placed around me when I'm not doing okay, right? And like for me, dog, like I'm perfectly okay dropping the facade. Like I don't care about pretending like I got it all figured out that I'm good. Like that's what 2020 has personally taught me. Like, yo, let your guard down, stop faking the funk and just let it go, man. What about you, bro? I, I have to tap into like my Kanye mode. Like I love me more because I was, I was locked down and I didn't have anything to go to, to blanket all my little issues or things that I didn't like. So it's just, I, I, I just fell in love with me more, you know, everything that maybe like for example just being able to go out and enjoy time with friends and you know having these conversations in these settings where it just takes the burden off of you to address some real things with people you know but 2020 you locked down and you gotta look yourself in the mirror every day and okay what are we gonna do today you know so i just found myself just falling in love with myself and just you know anything that I had a problem with, it's like, all right, you got to face it right now. And I was just getting over stuff. You, you know, what was, was different for me with that respect was it was, it was my time to be selfish, but I was like learning about myself and learning the things that I liked. I was realizing so much of what I thought I liked wasn't actually what I liked. Yep, yep, yep. I started painting, I started gardening. It was all that stuff that you thought was just frou-frou stuff that people just did yeah. when they like live fairy tale lives. 
but I literally, I sincerely had a desire for those all my life. And so I finally was just like, why am I stopping myself from enjoying something? Like, even if I don't, I'm not good at it. Let me just try it. And when I tell y'all, like I've made some masterpieces, like they become think pieces when, when I have guests and y'all saw the garden, like if you go to my stories, like the garden, the way that it was transformed into like this like tropical space in this urban setting, like I was amazed at what I was able to do. So I really thank God for the opportunity to like really learn myself and really like do for myself. Cause I feel like I, you know, everybody knows me as like, you know, this community person, community driven, you know, policy um, focus, et cetera. And I've always worked, worked, worked for like getting things done for other people. And this was my chance to like have no excuses, but to focus on myself. And I feel like I fell in love with myself and I healed so much through that process as well. Yeah, shout out to understanding yourself. Put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Yeah, I would say for me, uh, one thing I love about this year is it honestly allowed me to really be in my element. Because I think I'm I'm so involved in a lot of things that that requires me to be social. And required me to be this extrovert or whatever, but in my true core, in my true essence, I love my alone time. Like honestly, I, I like I enjoy my alone time. I enjoy not always having to talk. I always tell people I'm shy, but no one believes me. And it's like they're like, "You're shy. You do this. You do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, I do it because it's like I have no choice." In a sense, like you, if that makes any sense, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I was like, but I'm like, there's a lot of nervousness that I feel before in anticipation before I do, do it, or, and even sometimes while doing it. But this year, like when a lot of places were closed, I'm like, whew, I get to stay home, I get to relax, right. I even got I got to save even more this year. Like, it was just, uh, I, I just love that aspect of it. Like, I've been working from home. I mean, as a therapist, that's something I never really got to do. I've been working from, from home since. I just, I just love this, man, for real. <laughs> nice. And I, I was going to segue into our next question, which, uh, you know, in, in 2020, because people had to kind of put a halt on some of their plans, there was an opportunity for people to get disappointed. You know, people plan end of 2019, I want to do this, I want to do that. And yeah, they couldn't do it. So uh, how, how, how can people better deal with disappointment? You know, if you can give any tips to any listeners. I would say be real with your disappointment. I feel like we as Christians have been taught to always be praising um, don't question God, keep on going, God will do it, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't get to actually deal with the emotions of the disappointment. And what happens is we, that we store that in our bodies. We, we, it stifles our momentum, it stifles our faith, it stifles so many things. And so that's why, you know, um, we have to be able to feel our emotions. So I say grieve, whatever it is, when you're experiencing disappointment, like so much disappointment that I didn't even expect at the end of this year. Um, with this recent event, like I'm grieving, you know, the space that I had created for myself, like I've, I'm grieving the stability that I've created for, you know, work so hard as a single black woman to like own a property and like, you know, 
build a sense of security. And so for that to be taken away, it's like, I have to grieve that. Cause it's like, okay, God, I see the vision of where you're taking me, but it's like, bruh, like I put my heart, sweat and tears into that garden. Um, and since I have to say bye to, goodbye to that. So, you know, I'm making all of these like major decisions, but it's, I had to sit with that. And so like one thing that I'm doing this year, like I would, I will honestly say I've cried more this year than ever before. And I've always been an advocate of crying. And I'll talk about that quote that um, I put up that you guys mentioned in a previous um, episode, but I have found so much value in that because I realized that if we store our emotions then we end up like becoming um, hardened to the world, hardened to the experiences. And if we really want to be something that God flows through, then we need to one, let our emotions flow through. So the, the things that he's tr still trying to get through those experiences will flow through. Like when we go through disappointment, like God has something on the other side of it. And if we don't deal with that and grieve it, then he, we don't ever really get to experience that in its fullness. So that's what I'll say about that. No, shout out to you. And I, I, I'm, I'm a crier too. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm a cry for the wrong reasons. The reason why <laughs> I cry so I'm the first person to cry versus my girl crying. Because once she start crying, it's like, now I'm just a bad guy. <laughs> but if I start crying first, I'm look, I'm already crying. Do something better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that one is wicked. <laughs> oh, um, honestly, uh, and to what you shared, Be Becca, uh, I'm going to say, you know, yeah, it, it hurts, you know? Sometimes we experience painful situations. Uh, I mean, I know for me, I was in 2019. I, I experienced some pain. Shoot, I experienced some pain, pain, disappointment. Um, and I, I, I was honest with myself to take my time to recover to heal. Uh, I think that's that's very uh, important. And you shared uh, about your garden and you know being a black woman and all of the hard work that you put in. Uh, take take the time you need, but also know that you are the same individual who put in that work. You achieved that. You can do it again. Um, so allow yourself to feel those feelings and not suppress them, but also don't, don't allow yourself to feel so down and sorry for yourself because you, you have what it takes and the proof is in the pudding because you've done it. Thank right? you. And, and there's nothing that says that we're only capable of accomplishing things at one time. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the mindset that I had with 2019. Yeah. You know, it took me like a month. I was, I was like, man, you know, I made some bad investments, you know what I'm saying? And so it took me like a month to, 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 to get out of that funk, you know what I'm saying? But I, you know, I, I gave my time that, that time period just to be in my feelings, whatever you want to call it. And then I, I, I began to re-strategize it. And 2020 has been, you know, the, the fruit of, that uh, we strategize, and I have you ready. And the, the proof is in the pudding. So I, I'm, I'm here to tell you and encourage you, as, as well as you two kings, that no matter what area of life that you might be feeling disappointed, disappointment in now, I mean, y'all are some biblical scholars. Go out and read just that. You know, they were telling that boy, he was having dreams, selling him, he's in prison. 
Potiphar's wife, all that. But guess what happened at the end, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, he, he, he became the prime minister in Egypt just for his own bros to come and bow down to him. Look at God. So don't 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 think that you know you you achieved this and you know and then you went through the struggle and it's like oh there's there, there's never that upliftment period again. You did it once, you can do it again. You know, just just keep the faith. And oh, there's always going to be redemption. There's always been redemption. And that's the beauty of going through that grief and going through that mourning period is like, that's where God always meets me when I get real and raw and vulnerable. And so that what I said on Twitter a while back was why do we tell people not to cry when the Bible says that God hears our cries. And I've just really like learned that um, crying is one, it's cleansing for me, it's cleansing away the pain, etc. But I'm realizing a lot as I'm like connecting with myself and my inner being, a lot of what we're grieving is like our soul um, crying out for the things that we put it through because of our flesh. And so crying is like a release for me. So I'm like definitely an advocate for it. And I feel like God has truly met me in like all those dark places. And in that space, like he gives me the vision, he gives me the clarity, he heals me. Like I said, my, my joy has been restored. So by me just being real that I'm not okay and being honest about what I was actually feeling, like I really feel like God was able to meet me there. Whereas if I was just being stuffy and fake, I wasn't gonna be able to count and counter him. Nice. I, I like where we're headed. Do, do you want? Do y'all want to know? Um, kind of to kind of piggyback off. Of, I hate saying piggyback so much, but now this is because y'all y'all dropping so many gems. Uh, you're, you already know. Uh, just uh, just for like me personally, um, to Becca's point, I learned that it was okay to question God. People, I mean, Christians have this weird thing, and, and it just shows me that Christians don't read their Bible. If you read a lot of David's Psalms, bro, it's a lot of questions. Bro, David, there are times where David is asking God clearly, like, "Where are you?" My, right. my my tears have been my my food all night. Basically, just saying, God, I've been crying myself to sleep. Where are you? So, if anything, like the Bible has given us the template, right? It's okay for us to ask God, where is He in the midst of our pain? Right. In the midst of our disappointment, even when we fail and we mess up, it, you know, we have to go to Him. He's the only one that can restore us, you know, get us back on the right footing, and then we can go and attack whatever. The, the issue is, right, whatever the thing that is really, really bothering us, whatever the case may be, right, like until we reconcile with him, and even we go ask him those tough questions, or right, we won't be able to face whatever is on the other side, so that's just something to think about. How many times did Abraham go back to God and say, okay, God, what if there's 10 people? What if there's five people? Like, if y'all go and read that scripture, and then, you know, the scripture that you just shared, like, we really got to get our doctrine right. Like there were so many things that we just picked up as we were kids that we heard and we turned into Bible that are not Bible. And it's keeping us distant from God. He wants us to be in conversation with him and relationship with him. So why not ask questions? In fact, guys, he wants to hear your questions. Huh? I said, you guys are checking the pig. That's what we do on <laughs> Urban Theology, man. stop it. <laughs> and I, I want to make sure everybody listening understands that, at least for me, I'm still growing in my journey in Christ, you know, and it's, it's a, it's an everyday thing. So if you feel, cause sometimes I've gotten people who listen to the, to, to, to the episodes and they, they marvel at me and I'm like, <laughs> bro, the only thing that is different with me and you is just the work ethic, you know, like you can, 
you know, put in the word, you can study as well. Like, it, I wasn't born with anything extra than, you know, the next man or woman. People call me Bible scholars and I'd be like, who are you talking to? Like, I really don't be remembering where scriptures are. I Google everything. The reason why I have a lot of memory, one, the, the, one, the reason why we memorize scripture is so that the Holy Spirit can remind us later. So the, the Holy Spirit will literally bring like a phrase to my memory and I'll Google it. I don't think that makes me a Bible scholar. Um, I was a part of like a Bible camp growing up and I was, it's the work ethic. Like you just said, I'm telling you at six, I was spitting out them verses because it was a competition and uh -huh. you know, got to win like badges and awards and stuff like that. So for me, like that's what, that was how I learned it. But as an adult, it's still fun because like it's mad drama in there. Like there's more drama in the Bible than what we'd be looking for on these reality TV shows. And so when you allow it to like come to life for you, even as an adult, if you didn't have our experiences or you don't have that work ethic, like find your theme of why you enjoy the Bible and like connect to it. Cause there's so many gems in there. It's, it's oh. funny. You said, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, it's funny she said that because I mean, I, growing up in Nigeria, um, man, that, that was a thing. Like they didn't play with us when it came to learning our memory verses and you know scriptures and we knew them jokes. and not only that like you talked about the, the competition aspect of it you wanted to be the top in, in, in sunday school you know what i'm saying so like and it's funny when you read the bible you see how they always talk about we should be like children you know what i'm saying like these are the things these are the attitudes that children a lot of times bring to the table why, you know, uh, Jesus always talks talk about, you know, we should be like children because this, this is, if you reflect back on those younger days and our attitudes and, and of course we had hold grudges and that's how we approach life and not the lens that we do life through. And then of course we get older and things happen and like, you know, today we're talking about wellness. Some of those things may affect our state of wellness and you know, we we start to deviate little by little. So it's it's just interesting that you brought that up, Becca. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, are we are we good? Are we good? I thought we had some technical nah, difficulties. Zoom was tripping for a second. We good. Now nah, we here. Nice. So you know what? We were talking about you know how we read the Bible when we were younger, and I I have a similar experience where. My parents taught me, you know, how to read the Bible um, in their way. You know, it's almost like they taught me how to read the Bible and they said, okay, the things in this Bible are your band-aid. You know, it's like you, whenever you get hurt, you put a band-aid on. But as I got older, it's like, I'm also reading the Bible and I just don't need a band-aid. I, I need a hug. You know, when I go to them and I, I tell them this stuff, they're like, Oh no, just this passage and everything will be okay. And I'm like, it's it's deeper than that. Yeah. It's a deeper relationship than that. You know, you can't just throw on the scripture band-aid. Yeah. That that that's the stuff. Um, a lot of the 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 overly Christian do, and it's detrimental. Um, we we have to stop that. Uh, and I even see that with you know folks are. Um, our age, you know, younger folks, because they've learned it. You know, it's it's something that's passed down. You believe like you you pray this away, you pray that away. 
you can pray. I, I would never say, you know, pray without Jesus, but uh, my pronunciation is a little off. You know what I mean? But don't stop praying. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't do other things. You can pray and still hug, hug your child. You can pray and still say, how, how are you doing in class? How, are, are you making friends? You know, just like get to know your kids. Like, and, you know, try to equip your child with more things other than spiritual things. Yes, there's spiritual welfare. But there's also mathematics welfare. There is, you know, being a relationship. You know, there are other aspects of life. You know, then the spiritual is just one aspect of it. So it, it behooves us to, to, to strive to try to be healthy in, in all those areas. And that's, that's real. So I, I was going to ask, I was gonna ask in, in terms of no, no, something you had to say. You're our guest. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's, it's laziness. We want to use a scripture to just kind of do our job of being a Christian in this case. When we look at Jesus, Jesus was a teacher. He took the time to teach. What did he mean by that parable? He was a giver. He gave where there was a need. He didn't just say, oh, you know, go and you'll, you know, be well when they were asking for money or food. When, and he was also, he was a teacher, he was a giver, and he was a healer. So, and when someone's coming to you, tapping into the spirit and being the vessel that they need, it's so lazy as Christians to just give the scripture and expect that to be the answer. We need to be willing to be aligned with God and able to deliver something. And I think um, when I say lazy, it's even in the spiritual spirituality, like we're not um, taking the time to be connected to God. And when I, when I say we, it's like, we're talking about very specific Christians, right? We're talking about the ones that use it, the, the, the scripture and slap it on and don't really take the time. And we don't really see the, the life that um, the word is supposed to bring. And we don't see the growth that um, Jesus brings. And so just speaking to that culture of religion, um, we need to be the, um, taking the time and the effort to be diligent in our faith and our walk with God, um, willing to take the time to be for people and be with people. And then, and then also take the time to heal. I think that's the other part is like our, the adults and our, our parents weren't willing to do the work emotionally. So they were willing, they, they would rather just, okay, let me just use this scripture and hope that God will take care of it. And it's like, no, we need to be able to connect with our children. And that requires us doing the emotional work. Yeah. And I was gonna ask, how has, uh, as they call it, prosperity gospel affected your careers? Because look, everybody wants to be Joseph, you know? But hey, it, it's a lot of knockoff coats out there. Every, everybody wants to be roof, you know. And look, it, it's it's just I, I think as a society, people just want the best things for themselves, and they believe that God also wants that same thing for them. But like, God might not give me a mansion. That doesn't mean that I'm not blessed, though, you know. So how has that affected both of y'all's careers? Because I know you guys deal with people and uh, trying to help them realize some things. How much time you got? <laughs> Girl, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. My coach. Um, how has it affected our careers? Well, my career. Yeah. Um, it goes back to what I was, two things that I've been saying, and I think these are the bottom line for so many things. We are seeking a result, but we're not seeking alignment. 
So you're seeking the result of having wealth. You think that by, by having wealth, you'll have the other blessings that you want. When God is trying to align you in a very specific way for a very specific time for a very specific mission here on the earth. And so I feel that that culture has led people um, racing in a direction for a particular goal and then feeling separate and feeling dejected and feeling exhausted and restless because it wasn't the intended plan. It was just a formula of something else. And so it's really important that we stay away from formulas. I'm very much not trying to subscribe to that culture. Um, I'm very intentional about building my, my business very, very organically. So much of um, the work that I do, people were just like, I don't know what it was, but I feel like God said to reach out to you and it turns into a partnership and now we're, you know, we're coaching. So that, that's how organic and how God led my business is. And it can be tempting to wanna have more money coming in every single month. And by God's grace, that is on the way. He's given me the very clear vision um, and there, there's a process too. It's the timing for me. It's like, at some point, maybe I will, you know, sort of tap into a click funnel or something like that. I'm going to need to, cause I'm going to be scaling, but I don't want to do it in a racing, um, way. I want to do it in the, in alignment with the way that God is building me. I like, he's still healing me and like, you know, showing me things. And so I want to move at the pace of that alignment. So, um, it is, um, it doesn't really affect my business so much because again, I'm moving at the, the pace that I am very intentionally. Um, so I'm not in that space where I'm like trying to convince a bunch of people like, oh, you need this. But I do know that if I was trying to convince people that they needed life coaching, they would want the quick and easy. They would want the, you know, the glitz and glam. And that's not who I am. So in, in that way, it would affect me if I was like looking for gains in that way. But I'm just not in that space. I'm kind of in my car, kind of carving my own lane. Nice. Um, I mean, I know we shared the scripture earlier. So the, the scripture, can you guys hear me well? Can we hear you? Yes, yes. Okay, making sure I'm still not doing static major. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it says, you know, for what doesn't profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul. Um, that's something that's very dear to me, and I thank my mom for that because, I mean, I've gotten a chance to watch how she lives and her philosophies, and I just see how um, she just doesn't make money, or, you know, or things like the her a priority of her, and it still comes to her. Um, so for me, like I take this pandemic for example, um, it has really impacted a lot of people's mental health, and I've had so many people reach out to me trying to, you know given the, you know, uh, work with them, the things of that nature. And one thing I did, um, I have my set fees, but I will always ask them, you know, what, what's comfortable for you? And I know I took, I've taken, you know, I've taken some losses. And not only that, even in the past, um, I've had individuals who um, I've worked with, um, who started their own like companies within the mental health field that I've helped out for years, uh, but I haven't. They didn't compensate me how much I get compensated like in my own job, and I'm ten years. So if I was to calculate that, that's ten thousand. But who cares, right? Because for me, I still think my life is beautiful. Uh, I feel like my you know my life is on track as. To where I need to be. So I don't even focus 
on, on those things. Now, of course, do I want money? Do I want prosperity? Do I want mansions? Do, you know, yeah, I, I like, I love those things too. They, they're well, but it's just not a, a focus of mine. I feel like in, in God's time and things will align for me and works for me and not only just for me, because I'm a family-oriented person. So I think about my siblings and, you know, my, my whole family. Um, my goal is for me to hopefully be prosperous in order to change my family's uh, destiny. So, but I, I'm never like money focused. So I never allow that to kind of affect conduct my business. Nah, man. Oh, you, you want to say something back up? You're still muted. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the question earlier about whether your determination of wellness is wellness. Um, it's the same thing with us. It sounds like, you know, hearing what Femi said and very much my focus is fulfillment. Like I've been so committed to finding fulfillment in my life. So my money, my money has not been my focus. Um, and me pursuing fulfillment, one, I'm working in a career that I'm able to find that fulfillment while also helping refresh others so that they can find that. But I'm also going through my healing process. So if I was focused on money, then I would be ignoring this whole other area that needed focus. So you really have to just determine like what your value is, what your focus is, and then you'll align with that. And the abundance comes, the money comes, trust me. <laughs> Man, can we just shout out Becca for all the all the gems she's been drop, dropping today? Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is actually gonna be the last question uh, that, that we have had for y'all. So um, obviously like in the career path that y'all have chosen, y'all have worked with a diverse array of, of people this year, I, I can imagine. And I'm, I'm pretty sure some of your clients have gone through like personal like funks this year, right? Um, how did you advise them through those funks, right? That's that's the first part. And then second, how would you advise our listeners, any of them, them that may have gone through a funk this year? What's one thing you would encourage them with uh, this year? Sure. So with mine, it's across the board. Everyone that came to me with my coaching, my goal is to get you in the present. So by getting you in the present, that's where we're able to tap into whatever resources are available. Um, and that's one of our biggest struggles in this society is we're constantly moving to the next thing. We're constantly in our minds about what did we do wrong in the past? What are we supposed to be doing in the future to make that happen? And not enough time in the present. So my goal with my sessions is to get them in the present and then kind of settle, let everything settle. And then, okay, what are we looking at? What is actually going on here? How do we want to move forward? Um, so that's my recommendation for everyone is to just tap into that present. That's where God's presence is. God's presence isn't in the past. He's like right here with you. And that's what that scripture means. And so living that scripture very literally, like he's as close as our breath, as close as our skin. And so when you start to embody that, then you come into the present and you become like, we don't even spend enough time in our bodies. Like we are just literally living on the outside of ourselves, like hoping things go well. But when you really like settle within your body, a lot of us don't even know like what that feels like. But when you feel it, like you're going to know what I mean. Like when you settle into it, that's where all the answers are. That's where you can kind of catch your breath. That's where you can see things more clearly. Um, and that's where you can just be. Like we don't spend enough time being. We do so much doing, trying to get to the next thing. Um, so pausing, breathing and being. And that's um, very easy through like guided meditations. Like I mentioned earlier, I deal with anxiety. So that's like primary for me. If I want to catch my breath then I got to really sit still and that's where I'm able to hear God's voice so much more clearly. That's deep. Okay, so you 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 asked um, 
in terms of, let's say, my clients, uh, if they've had a rough year or they, if they were going through a rough time, how would I um, kind of, or what would I say to them? Yep. To kind of help. Okay. I mean, for me, it'll be case by case because, um, you know, there's levels to rough, right? Uh, it can be so many things that can be considered rough. Some people are dealing with coping with debt, right? Some people are coping with job loss. You know, some people with relationships coming to an end or difficulties. I mean, I've had a lot of that um, during this Rona. Rona took a lot of relationships. Um, so, I mean, but it doesn't change the discomfort, the dissatisfaction, or the pain those individuals are feeling. So, based on of you know whatever it is um, that the individual is feeling, I want to gather more information because it, it has to be personalized. It has to be based on what you are. Then help them create uh, strategies and ways to cope, um, resources to maybe tap into. Uh, because of course, if someone is dealing with uh, a loss, then we are focusing on grief, right? If someone is dealing with uh, a breakup, and we're focusing on, you know, what transpired within a relationship. Um, was it a healthy situation? We're dealing with, um, you know, uh, maybe helping them see, maybe see a silver lining. Maybe it's something that is actually beneficial for them in terms of the breakup. Or, you know, so depending on what it is, um, I would want to gather more information about it. So that I can help them um, create a healthy strategy to be able to cope with uh, whatever it is um, that they deal with. Nice. Yeah, man, man, we appreciate man everything y'all been giving us today. And right. I mean, if you're a listener, you already know the vibes. We always end off with some scriptures that you can uh, read alongside listening to this episode. So we're gonna ask our guests, you know, what are any scriptures that you want to throw in the pot because I think right now we are cooking. We got so much meat, so much vegetable. We're cooking something very delicious. We just need the spice. So, what are what are the scriptures that you would like to share today? I'll go with that. So, okay, cool. So I had three because I'm just a glutton for the word. But <laughs> I like the that. First one is my life scripture, and it has held me down and been so applicable in this season. And it's Psalm one verse three which says they will be like trees planted by streams whose leaves never wither and everything they do will prosper and that has been my testimony no matter what season no matter whether it's loss or gain like god has really um shown me that this verse is so true when you stay connected to him when you're planted by the river constantly like tapping into him as a source like not anything can happen and so with even with the way things are growing in the world right now like literally at this point anything can happen like if we had an alien invasion like i would not be surprised like that's where we are so i am so committed to that verse because god has shown me time and time again like this year should have been a it is a rough it was a rough year like don't get me wrong it has been a hard year but like look at us like we are breathing we are, you know, you know, like grieving so many things, but like, we're literally like so blessed to be here and to be well 
when everything that is going on is going on around us. Like there are so many people that do not have jobs and I'm blessed to be able to have a job still. There's so many people that have suffered um, physical harm in physical ways and like I have my body. So, oh man, like I just wanna encourage everybody like hold on to scriptures because I really believe that that way that we hold on to them like they really become fruits in our lives. And like, that's really what that scripture is always reminding me. It's like, I will bear fruit in every season. I'll bear fruit in every season. And like, I was holding on to that at the very beginning of this. I was like, we don't know what to expect. We don't know, like, I don't know how this is going to affect business. I don't know how it's going to affect, you know, my livelihood, anything like that. But God still allowed me to bear fruit. Like, I was still able to get clients. I was still able to, you know, get other opportunities. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Um, and the other two scriptures were scriptures that, one was one that I just kept hearing over and over. So I wanted to encourage everyone with Isaiah 43, 2, which says, you will walk through rivers of difficulty and not drown. You will walk through the fire and not be burned. Like that was a reminder that kept on coming over and over, like no matter what sermon I was listening to. And so I feel like that's something that we should be encouraged with is like, no matter what happens, like God has promised us that. And so as long as we hold on to it, like we will really see that. And then the final thing is second Corinthians four, eight, we are hard pressed on every side and not crushed. That was a scripture that got me through this last month um, with the ordeal. Like I felt pressed on so many sides because it's like when your sense of security is gone, it's like you literally don't feel safe anywhere you go. And so I felt pressed. I felt like the enemy was just like, you know, but um, I wasn't crushed and I knew that I wasn't going to be crushed. I knew that God has delivered me from so many things in my lifetime. So this wouldn't be any different. And so when I held on to that, I was able to get to the other side and know that I wasn't going to be crushed. And here I am. I wasn't. Amen. Uh, praise God. Yes. Amen. Man, I feel like Becker just took us to church. <laughs> Hi. Reverend Pastor, um, you know, uh, for, for me, um, my scripture is Isaiah 54, 17. Uh, it's, it's a scripture that I'm sure you all know. Uh, no weapon from the fashion against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned. For this the heritage, uh, this service of the Lord. Um, and for me, um, I just think that scripture um, really embodies my motto and how I go through life, how I live my life. I honestly, I mean, we're from Nigeria. We, from, we all look for Nigeria. And we know Juju, all these things. But for me, even though I know it exists, I know people who do it. But for me, I just go through life just feeling like you, could, you can do your Juju, it won't touch me. Amen. And, and literally, I, I, I feel that, I believe that wholeheartedly, but not even just that, just, you know, whether people talk about hating, uh, you talk bad about me, uh, talk behind my back, you don't think highly of me, whatever it is, anything thrown my way, I just honestly feel like this too shall pass. It won't it touch me. Even when I go through some rough situation, I'm so warm. I will bounce back. And I just love how that, that scripture just gives me strength and it just gives me this sense of assurance and protection that, you know, God has already said it. And I believe it so much that that's just how I live my life. That's the confidence that I have when I, uh, you know, go through my day to day. Amen, man. We appreciate y'all sharing that scriptures and encouraging uh, the listeners. Like, like, like we know it comes from from a good place. So now we're gonna share share ours. So I guess I'm yep. gonna start. 
uh, was was mine. So like one thing I really love about the Bible is that the whole Bible is prophetic, right? And like there there are words which are called like rema, which is like when the word becomes active to like your situation and your season in life, right? Now this is a very popular scripture, right? But for me personally, this is when the word became rema, which was this year. It, it became prophetic to my current season of life, like where I am. And it's Psalm 23 verse four. And it says, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's very, it's very popular, right? But the reason why I said it's rema and it's prophetic is because it speaks to dog, everything I went through this year, right? I've walked through darkness. I've been in darkness, right? But I don't have fear because I know that God is with me. And I know that he's comforting me. I know that he's walking me through the darkness. I know that he's illuminating the darkness. And I know that he's going to be on the other side of the tunnel. And I'm saying when, when, I, when I walk through. So just for me personally, um, that was a verse that has given me a lot of comfort this year, which has helped me deal with a lot of the pain and darkness and just, you know, difficulty that's been going on. Nice. And I'm, I'm just going to go home because <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, whatever I have to say, I'm just going to get a participation <laughs> trophy. <laughs> but no, honestly, um, I chose Matthew chapter six, verse eight. And prior to that, Jesus was teaching us how to pray. And he was basically talking about like mumble prayers, you know, the hum and the hum and the hum and the hum. And so verse eight says, therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. And I think it just goes to say, just be yourself with God. You know, like there, there's some things that I might ask a friend that I know is not all the way true. You know, maybe I might ask a friend like, yo, I, I, I want to be able to make a million dollars. You know, my friend might look at me and say, man, that's so ambitious, man. Yeah, chase your dreams. But when I'm talking to God, if I'm not being my true self, which is like, hey, I don't really care so much about that. You know, maybe it's just, I just want to, you know, be healthy. I just want to have a family, things like that. So be true to yourself because God already knows. You can't lie to him when you go to him. And sometimes we say prayers that make us feel good. You know, like, okay, yes, 2021 is rolling around. This is my year where I'll finally get this. I'll finally get that. And it's, it's really cute. It is really cute. But just be yourself and understand that God already knows what's on your mind. Man, that's that's real, man. And I appreciate that 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 breakdown. Hope, hope everything is, is, is okay with with our sister. I'm back with her. She is. I got, got scared for hey, a second. Everything's good. Okay, you know, good. We're so, actually <laughs> we're actually gonna close out real soon. So before we go ahead and close out, I want to give our guests an opportunity to uh, put any links out there where you can find them. So we're going to reverse roles this time. Hold on one more thing. Femi, make sure you plug your book, please. I've been saying your media tour. So plug your book as well. <laughs> you know, uh, thank, thank you for saying that. You know, I like to respect people's platforms and I didn't come here for that. So disrespect uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, um, yeah uh, thank you guys again for just allowing me I know hey, we've been talking about me coming on so I really appreciate you guys for you know allowing me on your platform great stuff you guys are doing man King, being kingdom brothers you know it's, it's needed in this space man you know you, you guys are filling a, a, a void that you know is necessary you know it's so, it's so necessary in this 2020 going on 2021 um, yeah, definitely. I just wrote a book. It's out. It's called I Manifested My Queen Essence. You know, back back I come and get your coffee. Like, come and you guys come and get it for your girlfriend. 
you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, it's on my website, www.oluwafemisoya.com. You guys can find me on IG at drfemdizu, F-E-M-D-I-Z-Z-L-E. Uh, that's just it, man. man shout out Melanated Fathers. We got the merch, you know what I'm saying? Because we're just low-key, man. We're just low-key. That's also, it. Also, shout out your podcast, The Africanist. Oh, oh, shout out. You see, I don't, you know, Africanist, shout out to you, you, you brothers, DJ Earthquake, Yeah, on the Moon, King Liddy. Um, that, that is good. Have I, I missed anything? Hey, I want to say shout out to Raheem, man. This man is dominating our fantasy football league. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. You know, you know your thing. We both one and two, man. So, this guy is number one. So, your prayers are, are being answered by God. And me, I mean. Your, your girlfriend is a, is a good person in your life. Because prior to this year, Rahim is always the last place. So, look at, look at God. When you find a good woman. You go up your fantasy football league. Yeah, favorite, man. Oh, wow. So, Becca, where can the people find you uh, on social media or wherever? What a goof. So, I'm going to say two things before I plug myself. The first thing is, as goofy as Femi is, Femi is a great therapist. So, I didn't mention that he was part of my self-care and healing process and, like, staying grounded this year. Me and Femi have been friends for years, follow each other on Twitter, we talk every single day, but Femi reached out one day and we set up a Zoom, like, date, quote, unquote. But it was just a really op an opportunity to check in to really figure out like what's going on with our different brands, et cetera. So we share ideas, we shared a meal together. And then he, without me realizing it, one, I contributed to the book. So I definitely need to get my copy. <laughs> but also without me realizing it, like he was like thera therapizing me. And I left the, you know, each call like feeling so much better. He was pointing out different things and like mindsets that I had held about, you know, relationships and dating and things like that. So thank you for the time that you took investing in me oh, over cool. summertime in 2020. Cool. That was some of my, my wellness um, intake. So that was awesome. And then the other thing, so we were talking about scriptures and I'm so glad that Raheem that you brought up Psalms 23, another scripture that we know in every single African household, um, Psalms 91, do not take that passage for granted. I, I wanted to encourage everyone to continue reading that this year, like this pandemic is not gone, but no evil will befall us, no plague will come nigh our household. Um, and Psalms 23, continue to read that. Like, I know we've become so familiar with scriptures. It's like, oh, that's just the kitty um, scripture from back in the day. But like, there's so much power in reading that and committing it to your moment, to your present state, to your present darkness. Um, so I just wanted to say those two things, Psalms 91 and Psalms 23 are powerful. And then lastly, you can find me on everything, Rebecca Bakre with two Bs. So that's Rebecca with two Bs, R-E-B-B-E-C-C-A. B-A-K-R-E on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. I too am an author. I wrote a book. You can find it on Amazon called The Black Woman in Leadership's Survival Guide. It started out as an ebook, but a lot of people wanted the physical copy. So it's just a mini book, but definitely check that out if you're a black woman um, in the corporate world or just in any industry where you have to deal with the daily microaggressions and that type of deal. And dope stuff. Hey, I just want to say we did that. We got two authors as guests today. So I just want to pat us on the back, you know, because we, we got some good guests today. And, you know, in terms of me, you can find me in Emo States because I'm going <laughs> to the soon. But you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, 
at longlivetobe. Also check out my blog, longlivetobe.com. Uh, I started blogging again and you can follow the podcast at urban theology underscore. Do not forget the underscore. Cannot stress that. And you can find me on the Twitter and Gramgram at uh, rice underscore and underscore stew. Again, that's rice underscore and stew. Follow me for, for memes, encouragement, uh, whatever, whatever you need, man. I got you. Yeah, and lastly, I think this is going to be our last episode for the year. Yes, sir. So I just want to wish everybody happy holidays, happy new year. God bless you all. Thank you for sticking with us. This is the first year of many to come until I start having children. Then, <laughs> right. I mean, look, until then, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not started yet. But, you know, I just want to wish everybody happy holidays and happy new year. Man, enjoy your holidays with your family. Stay blessed. We love y'all. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Peace. Peace. I see all you did.